Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmet. John is the coordinator for the Christian Ecumenical and Missional Society of St. Patrick and St. Aidan, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. All right, today's message is entitled, It's Only Natural, and we're reading from Luke 14, 12 through 14. Verse 12, Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, although they cannot repay you you will be repaid at the resurrection of righteousness. Have you ever heard the expression, it's only natural? Many, if not the overwhelming majority of the people in our culture, believe that the natural state of things is ideal. Don't they? I mean, we have a get-back-to-nature movement since the 70s at least, if not earlier. We have uh, organic living with uh, organic foods. And I understand all that. But beyond that, our culture has a naturalistic view of life. And that naturalistic view of life extends to the very idea of human nature. And the naturalistic view of human nature is that it is essentially good. Let me say that again. The naturalistic view, the secular view of human nature is that human nature is essentially good. And by the way, that is the very premise of Marxist socialism. And it is the overwhelming majority view of the people in our society, especially of our educational, secular educational system. However, God's view is quite different. God says in Holy Scripture that the natural state of human nature is fallen. That human nature has been corrupted through the fall, the sinful fall of human beings. This is very important. Don't let anyone deceive you about human nature. Human nature is fallen. In fact, the principles of democracy are based on that one idea. Human nature is fallen, so don't let power concentrate into the hands of one thing or one person. We have a democracy, supposedly, of checks and balances. Why? Because our founding fathers believed that human nature, as in the scriptural view, is fallen and needs to be kept in check. Our human nature with its desires and passions, God says in sacred Scripture, is fallen. In Romans chapter 8, 
Paul says that the natural person has a propensity to be sinful. In fact, this idea of human nature in Scripture is the Greek word sarx, which the King James Version originally translated as flesh. The New Living Version translates this word sarx, or the, the old nature, the natural person, as the old sinful nature. The old sinful nature. Verse 12 reflects, reflects sinful human nature. When Jesus said to His host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends or brothers or sisters or relatives or rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back so that you will be repaid. That's the sinful nature, that you do things for others in the name of good so that you can get good returned to you. If I do good to you, then I expect you to do good to me. There's a Latin phrase for it. It's quid pro quo. One hand washes another. On the other hand, God Himself has no sinful nature and is without sin. And this is reflected in verses 13 and 14 where Jesus Christ said, but when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, although they cannot repay you. You will be repaid at the resurrection of righteousness. The good news today in Luke chapter 14 is that in Christ, your sinful nature, your natural human nature has been redeemed. You've been set free. You're no longer a slave to sin through your sinful human nature. You've been set free. And you're not just a natural person, but now in Christ you are a supernatural person. Are you living supernaturally or are you living naturally? Now when I say you're a supernatural person and that your sin nature, your natural human nature has been redeemed by Christ through the power of His death and resurrection. I'm not saying that you're not tempted to sin. In fact, it's only natural in this fallen world to be tempted to sin. But in Christ, you can supernaturally resist your natural passions and desire. In fact, God has gone above and beyond. Not only has He redeemed your sinful human nature, but He has placed His Holy Spirit in you so that you can reflect His nature. The Holy Spirit is inside of you so that you can stop doing things through your selfish human nature and do things according to God's divine nature. What was the great sin of the religious leaders of Jesus' day? It was this, that they thought they were doing things for God, but they were really doing things for who? Themselves. Themselves. How about you? 
how much of the good you do, and this is very important, and the way you do it is really about you. You may say, oh no, the good I do is for other people, and you might even think that you're not appreciated. I do all this good and I get no appreciation. What are you looking for? You're looking for appreciation. Don't get me wrong, we all want to be appreciated, but if you're doing good so that you can be recognized and appreciated, how good is it? Are your motives truly selfless? Or is the good you do in this life mostly motivated through a personal selfishness, a quid pro quo, I want one hand to wash others? In Matthew 7, 22-23, Jesus said, Many will come to Me on that day, Judgment Day, and say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in Your name? And didn't we drive out demons? And didn't we perform miracles? And Jesus said, I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. What motivates the good that you do? What motivates the good that you do? Is it done for selfish self-interest? If we follow our sinful nature, if we follow our sinful nature, if we follow our sinful nature, we're going to market our churches to appeal to the wealthy, the educated, the talented, the cool, the young, the healthy, the masses, because it's only natural. If you follow your sinful nature, you're going to go to church because it blesses you, not because it blesses God. If you follow your sinful nature, you're going to do ministry because through it you're going to get position, title, honor, reward, even gratification. It's only natural, right? If you follow your sinful nature, even the good you do for your family will be done because it reflects on you rather than reflects on the glory of God dwelling within you. I take care of my family because I don't want to look bad in the eyes of the world. Versus I want to take care of my family because God has given me an indescribable love for them and I want to glorify Him through this act. Christ, the very incarnation, who revealed the very nature of God to us, went to whom? Who did he go to? The wealthy? The cool? The young? The healthy? The hip? No, he went to, in the words of Christ in verse 13, he went to the poor. He went to the cripple. He went to the lame. He went to the blind. And what did he get for his time in trouble? Help me out. What did he get for his time in trouble? He got accusation. He got humiliation. He got suffering. He got crucifixion. How about you? What are you hoping to get for the good that you do? Are you hoping for self-reward? Or are you like Christ? You're hoping for God's reward. 
Even the little things. What are you hoping to get? Self-reward or God's reward? Christ put on your human flesh so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you could put on His divine nature and become the presence and ministry of Christ to those around you. And I do have a proof text for that radical statement I just made. 2 Peter 1.3 His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life so that you may participate, koinonia, koinonia, fellowship, in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. What do you think, folks? What do you think? Is it time that you put away your natural, sinful nature and put on the divine, supernatural nature of God the Holy Spirit? Remember, the words of Jesus in Luke 14, verses 13 through 14. When you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they can never repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of righteousness. It's not enough to be natural. God is calling us to be supernatural. Amen. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Amen.